episode of Unscripted, where we bring you conversations from professionals from all walks of life. We touch on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition. I'm your host, Hakeem Haynes. Now, before we get into this week's episode, do us a huge favor. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, wherever it is that you can leave podcast reviews, and do us a favor and leave a review of the show. That small act goes a long way in moving the podcast forward. We appreciate each and every single one of our listeners, and we would appreciate you doing that small act for us. It truly goes a long way. We got a solo session today, right? Um, a lot of people have been asking me, what, what were my thoughts on the Olympic Games? It has now concluded. And so I figured I would take this time to just share a little bit about what I thought about the Games, and it actually parlays into the message uh, that's been on my heart as of recently. Uh, this will actually be a two-part series, and I'll talk about the series title once uh, we get there. So since being in a track and field specific background, I'm just going to touch on the track and field part. Now, I thought the track part was outstanding. You know, there was a lot of things that we didn't see coming, a lot of, you know, some upsets, a lot of emotions, and a lot of things all in one. But let's discuss what I kept hearing the most. And people asked me about my opinion on this as well, too, was the fans, right? Not having any fans in the stadium. That was a big topic of the games. You know, people were saying that, you know, you wouldn't get the full feel of the games. And don't get me wrong. Some of that is right. The atmosphere is always better with people there. But I actually, in my opinion, I think having no fans there really helped the athletes to dial in and stay more focused. We always want supporters there, family, friends, um, you know, but sometimes that can be a lot as well, too, because I always found as well, too, that a lot of the distractions at the Olympic Games come from external forces, external things. You know, maybe your family is coming over and you are not sure how they're keeping in a country that they may have never been before. So you're checking up on them and they may come and ask for tickets and then you got to figure out where to get tickets. And you're trying to focus on the games and your event, but you have all these things coming and, you know, trying to uh, disrupt you. So I actually think having no people there was actually beneficial for the athletes. So I didn't see a problem with it, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, people were saying, oh, man, you know, the, the performance isn't going to be so well, but it's the Olympic Games. Right, people are going to do what they're going to do. These athletes have been training for this specific moment, for this time. So the show is going to go on with people or without people. They're going to run well. They're going to jump far. They're going to throw. They're going to do all of the things they need to do. And that's all that matters, right? So even though the atmosphere would have been great with people, these are world-class athletes. And they're going to show out, whether there's thousands or millions or there's no one. While the stands may have seemed empty, it didn't really look like it because the way how they did it, it seemed like people were there with the chairs blended in to the stadium. You know, while it may seem have the while it may seem like the place was empty, there were still millions of people watching across the world. And they knew that, right? So I think how everything went, I, I think it was really well done. Um, let's touch on a few events. Obviously, the men's hundred, you know, me being a sprinter, uh, Marcel Jacobs winning it. Uh, you know, he ran very well throughout the rounds. So I really wasn't too surprised uh, that he won. I thought it was very open. 
980? Was I expecting that? Uh, no, not quite. That's 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 a fast time. You know, Fred Curley coming in second place. You know, what I don't understand with people from the outside looking. Well, I guess I understand that, but from from people involved in the sport as well too. He's a world class 400 meter runner before this, but he's a world class athlete, right? So I don't understand how people were having a hard time adjusting to him running fast in the 100, right? Like it's it's kind of been done before. If you run a fast four, chances are you can run a fast two. If you run a fast two, chances are you probably run a pretty good 100, right? So very, very, very well done on his part. And Andre finishing third. One thing about Dre that most people, I hope they know by now, is, man, he's a game-time guy. He's going to find a way to get on the podium, right? He did that in the 100, and he did he won the 200, Right, and the 200 is probably his better event, but Dre is going to find a way to get into the podium. So that honestly shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. You know, he's at he's every final that he's been, he's got away with the medal. Come on, man, very outstanding. Men's 400, I thought was very good. You know, I got to give a big shout out to Karani James, as my guy. You know, he's been through a lot of different things, and to see him on the podium again, uh, just to be at that level where he once was. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's just great to see men's 400 meter hurdles, probably one of the greatest races that I've ever seen. If not, man, I, I you just have to go and watch it to see what exactly that was. It was it was crazy. Um, Women's 100, women's 200, women's 400, man, the women across the board were on a they were, they were on a different level, man. They were showing out completely. It was great records and great performances across the board and that's what I was saying right like the Olympic Games is going to be the Olympic Games and every athlete there is capable of doing something special and so it was just good good to see it I enjoyed it Uh, this is the first year since 2012 that I haven't been at the games and being a spectator man I, I I really enjoyed it but parlaying into the message that I that I have for today you know, um, for every person that we see with a the medal, there's someone else who didn't make it to the games. There's someone else who didn't perform well at the games. You know, there's someone who it didn't go their way. And there's a lot of things in our lives that sometimes things doesn't go away. We may be doing all the right things and we get to a certain moment and something happens and it doesn't work out in our favor. It happens, right? And this is the title of the series for the next two episodes. It's called Delayed Does Not Mean denied. I want to say it again because I think it's important. Uh, Delayed does not mean denied. Part one, we're going to be talking about emotional roller coaster. You say when things don't go our way, we start to get emotional about it. We're humans. And I'm not always talking about emotional in the sense of tears or that type of stuff, but I'm talking about the feeling that comes with it. Disappointment, embarrassment, discouragement, maybe you feel like you failed, it all is a part of that feeling. And it can be hard to find the strength to keep going. It can be hard to really believe that the sacrifices that we've paid off or the sacrifices that we've made have paid off. Because at any stage in our lives, we're going to be faced with one of those questions. And one of the questions that we'll be faced with is, is it worth it? Or was it worth it? You ever been there where you questioned, man, I put so much work in and it didn't go my way. 
I put so much work in to pick myself up and it didn't go my way again. You ever felt that? I have. It doesn't feel good. It makes you feel like things won't turn in your favor. Like it makes you think that you can't like get ahead. It makes you feel stuck. But throughout my time, I've realized that every time that I've been delayed or set back or redirected or something of the nature happens like that, I realize I can't feed too much into my initial emotion, otherwise I'll stay stuck there. Have you ever heard someone say, or that saying, if something upsets you, don't react to it right away. Wait a day and see if you still feel the same way. I think that's very important. We are humans and it's always, we're always going to want to react right away when something doesn't go our way. But a big shift happened in my life where I stopped letting my reaction stop me from learning the lesson. A lot of lessons come from those moments, those hard lesson learned moments, those setbacks, those delays, those redirection. Like those moments can teach us a lot. But we have to be willing to be graceful in what we can get from it. You see, I used to take my losses to heart so bad in sport, and it used to drain me. It didn't help me. It probably made me worse. Because in order to be a good winner, you have to be a good loser. You have to know how to lose with grace, and you have to know that every loss is trying to show you what you need to improve on, what you can do better, what you need to change. And so I want to encourage you that just because you've been delayed does not mean that that door is not the right door for you. Just because you've been delayed does not mean that something isn't coming, that your time is not coming. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy to be able to extract the lesson at that very moment. I want to share a quick story with you. When I started out speaking and I stepped away from sport, it was tough at the beginning. I had been speaking since I was 20 years old, but now I'm stepping away from the sporting things and now I'm stepping out into Akeem the speaker and it just seemed like everybody was looking at me a little differently. And so it took me a while to get my foot in the door. And I remember speaking in my second year post-running and I spoke at uh, this conference for free. And I remember speaking there and I, I spoke with everything that I had in me, right? I gave everything I had in me, right? I only had 15 minutes, so I had to make the 15 minutes count, right? And after the engagement, you know, some people came up to me and they said, wow, I, I had never heard someone as passionate and moving as you did. I had never heard someone put together words and storytelling like you did. And it made me feel good. It made me feel like, man, like, you know, that, that, that message that God put in my heart to do, I, I, I felt like I was doing it and I felt like I was doing it justice. But nothing happened for the next eight months. I didn't really get much engagements. I wasn't really making that much money from it. But I was getting affirmations. I was, I was, I was getting certain things. And it didn't feel like anything was going to change. It didn't feel like 
man, I felt like I was just behind, right? I felt like, man, I'm trying to get my foot in the door. I'm trying to make this big business profitable. I'm trying to be led with purpose. I'm trying to trust that God is going to turn around for me at some point. Like I'm moving on faith here with everything that I have. But I was consistent. I was disciplined. I was still focused. Now, about the next year, early in the new year, I got an email. And the email said, Akeem, I want you to come and speak for my company. And they're going to pay me this amount of money. And I was like, wait a minute, how did you hear from me? Like, how did you hear about me? And he said, I was in that room that you spoke at a year before. I was in that room that you spoke at a year before. And as soon as I heard you speak, I texted our president and I said, hey, we need to get this young man here as quickly as we can to speak to our group. A year later, after I spoke a year before, a year later, 365 days to date, was when I saw some of the fruits of my labor being harvested. And there was a lot of times in between where I felt embarrassed, I felt discouraged, I felt disappointed. Man, I felt like I wasn't going in the right direction. But yet, I stayed the course. I stayed patient. I stayed consistent. I still practiced. I still prepared for an opportunity, even though I did not know when that opportunity was going to come. So I want to encourage you and remind you that delay does not mean denied. For my athletes who are listening to this, delay does not mean denied. You may not have made your first Olympic team, but you still got more in you. You may not have got the promotion that you may have wanted to, but that doesn't mean it won't come, that you won't have another promotion down the road because someone is always watching. You may not be where you want to be. You may be in a season where it feels discouraging. You may be in a season where you feel embarrassed. You may be in a season where it doesn't feel like things are going to turn around, but I want to encourage you and remind you to double down on the things that helped you get to where you are today because every test, we are actually more prepared for the test than we think. If we can go back and look at our past experiences and dig from those to help us get through this season. Delayed does not mean denied. So I need you to keep the faith. I need you to keep the strength. I need you to stay encouraged. I need you to continue to take life one day at a time. Delayed does not mean denied. Thank you for listening. I hope that this message has been encouraging to you. I hope that you share it with someone who may be going through a season of denied. Maybe they feel delayed or embarrassed. I hope that you can share it with someone and that can be an encouragement to them. Thank you again for everyone that tunes in each and every single week. I don't take any of our listeners for granted. I thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. Hey, I'll see you next week. Later.